Hi everyone, Catherine and Dave here. We are back for another episode of the Fantasy Fitnessing Podcast. We're going to cover off a couple different game types that we run on our website and dig into Rogue a bit, about a week and a half, just over a week till that starts. So yeah, time to get excited. So first things first, leagues for the salary cap game, how do they work? Right, so... If you sign up for fantasyfitnessing.com with your free account, uh, when you play, we've got a global leaderboard, um, so you're able to see how you do uh, against everybody in the teams. But when it comes to bragging rights, um, it's just fun to uh, have a condensed view of just you and your buddies. So um, there's a couple ways you can do this on Fantasy Fitnessing right now. So when you sign up, or even if you edit your profile, you're able to enter your affiliate name. Um, so you can go in and enter... Um, the name of your box, um, and then everybody that plays fantasy fitness in there um, will automatically appear on one leaderboard, so you're able to to see how you do um, with all your friends there. Or um, if you go through, you can actually create a league. Um, so there's a leagues tab at the top. You can create uh, either a private league, which will you know have a, a code to sign up, so it's only just you and your buddies, or a public lead, but basically that'll create a kind of condensed leaderboard just for the people in that league. So that way, um, you're, if you have something uh, that you're fighting for or competing against, you can just see a breakdown of just the people in the league. So again, just a, another way to add um, a little bit more fun to it. Um, you're able just to see that, you know, you're might be 50 places behind somebody on the global leaderboard, but, you know, if it's just you and your buddies, you might be right behind them, but you're only 20 points behind. So uh, it just makes it easier to compete with your friends um, with the salary cap games. Yeah, and competing with your friends is what fantasy sports is about. So yeah. a couple different ways to, like, play the salary cap game, but within smaller groupings kind of thing. All right, and then the other game that we pretty much always have running as well is the draft game kind of inside our draft rooms. So what are they? Yeah. So uh, a draft league, um, I guess I should say when there's two types of ways to create a league. So uh, when you go through and create your league, there's a league type. So if you just run general, you just play the base game, which is typically the salary cap game um, for us on fantasy fitnessing, or you can create a draft league. Uh, so in a draft league, uh, you go through and, um, you know, draft your teams. So how this differs from the, the salary cap game is that you just draft three men and three women. You're going in order, a random order for the people in your league. Uh, and each athlete can only be drafted once. So there's a little bit more strategy that goes into it. So you need to, um, you know, be able to, you know, help rank your athletes, you know, how you see them fit. And then it also makes it a bit more challenging because you can't, Everybody can't get Tia when Tia competes because you think she's going to win. So, um, you know, cause is a little bit more strategy, but also it can be a lot more fun because not everybody has Tia. So um, there's a lot more um, that goes into it. You can, anybody can still play since it does uh, have some draft orders available for you if you're not as, uh, or some people in the league that don't follow CrossFit as closely as you may. But uh, again, just it. A little bit extra fun since if athlete can be picked once, so um, there's a lot more swings in it. If there's you know a good event that your team finishes across the podium on, you can make up a lot more ground than the salary cap game, which you might have two or three athletes overlapping with the the people in your league. So um, just spices up a bit. Yeah, draft leagues are kind of fun because you can't have the same athlete. Even when you and I pick like salary cap game, we have like overlap 
of at least two usually. So when we run a draft, then only one of us gets the person that we both actually want, which is fun. All right. So those are kind of a little synopsis of the games we've got going for Rogue. And now let's look a little bit at Rogue. Yeah, so I guess just preparing for Rogue, I started to take a peek um, to see, you know, who I would see placing up the rankings, who I would see kind of at the top of the leaderboard. Uh, and just a lot of the narrative last year was that it was a heavier competition or a strength event. So really started to take a peek at that today just to see, you know, is that true? If it was true, who would I would expect to see based off of the results so far this year? So um, diving into it, and I guess the first thing I was able to t- I took a look at um, was just kind of the breakdown of movements between, you know, last year's Rogue and the games this year and games last year. So uh, taking a peek, looking at the the 2020 games um, with the different movements or exercises, those that were in the, the 2020 games events, uh, there's a breakdown of uh, 15 weightlifting movements, 10 monostructural or cardio movements and 10 gymnastics. So uh, 35 total movements, uh, although like running's duplicated because it was in, you know, so many different events. But, um, you know, so 15, 10, 10 from weightlifting to cardio to gymnastics. So really, you know, a little bit like 40% of the the movements were weightlifting. Going back to uh, Rogue last year, uh, again, shorter competition, but... There is 10 weightlifting movements, five monostructural movements, and five gymnastics movements. So um, definitely see more of a, a thing skewing towards weightlifting itself um, with half of the movements being weightlifting. Uh, and then even some of those gymnastics movements, like there is the rope climbs and the over-unders last year that were people were in a vest to do anyway. So again, it kind of negates the gymnastics elements of it when you're wearing a vest to begin with. So um, it's interesting to see like there is more of a skew to the weightlifting component at Rogue last year. Uh, and even compared to the games this year, uh, the games, there was 15 weightlifting, 11 monostructural and 11 gymnastics. So similar, similar breakdown to the 2020 games, even though it was Boz versus Castro. But um, so definitely with Rogue, there is, um, more of an emphasis on the weightlifting movements themselves. Yeah. So um, that's what everybody expects when it comes to rogue. <laughs> yes, that, that's what they make. So, uh, however, you know, looking at it, like I don't know, I don't know necessarily what that means for the actual. Does it? I don't think it necessarily means that it is um, rewarding the strong athletes as much as it is probably. Uh, penalizing more of the the cardio athletes or the the gymnastics experts. Like, you know, Daniel Brandon's not going to get a win from a handstand walk event because there probably isn't going to be a handstand walk at, at Rogue. Or um, Christian O'Connell, there isn't going to be a 5K run. And it's just not the it's just not likely based off of the events that we're going to see at um, Rogue itself. And then you know, looking at it a bit more just in terms of the actual weights that, you know, went on with Rogue, just again, get a sense to see if what their programming is going to be just naturally heavier than what we would see at a game. So um, just last year, just for some comparison's sake, took a look at the Echo Burner event from uh, 
Rogue last year. So this one had 20 thrusters at 115, 75, 40 cals, 32 cals on the Echo bike, and then another 20 thrusters at 115, 75. So um, again, like the athletes at this level, top 20 athletes in the world pretty much, um, they were able to just fly through these from a, an actual cycling standpoint. Um, but just, you know, trying to do some comparisons for what that, uh, that thruster weight looked like. Um, so going back to the 2020 games, um, they had the 2159 Echo Bike and Snatch event. So again, similar structure, similar time frame. Um, they did snatches uh, at 105.75. So again, similar type of time frame. Um, it's kind of similar weights, similar ballpark and type of weights. And then at the event where they did have the thrusters, it was the the wall walk thruster event last year. Or it was yeah, 10987 all the way down to one of wall walks and thrusters. And they did thrusters at 185, 135 at the games last year. So significantly heavier, but again, much different style of workout than at Rogue. And then Rogue this year, or sorry, CrossFit Games this year, their thruster workout was Jackie Pro, um, which was the 1,000 meter row, 50 thrusters, 30 bar muscle ups. Uh, and so for those 50 thrusters, it was 95.65. Again, different different style workout, but kind of similar. So I wouldn't really say it's significantly heavier rogue versus the games in terms of the actual weights themselves. Yeah, that's interesting to actually compare, like, across the two. Sweet. So, All right. So we know, like, the events that happen there. Yeah. So what are sort of some picks that you would have or who's going to be there that we should watch out for. Yeah. So I guess the only hint that we have at rogue so far is the, uh, the log. It seems like they're hinting whatever the log lift um, is um, as part of this part of the event. So kind of hypothesizing that's probably going to be used for the max lift event as opposed to cycling during a workout, but I don't know we shall see. Um, so I guess also kind of comparing the strength aspect, did a breakdown of the kind of pure strength events that we've seen so far this year with the um, with the field that we see at Rogue. Um, so over the course of the 2022 season, and you are able to kind of see this full list here at or on our Patreon. Um, so going back quarterfinals, uh, first event that we see here was the other total. Um, so just kind of based off of the athletes that we see, um, on the women's side, Danny Spiegel, um, was first, Kara Saunders, second, Laura Horvath, third, Amanda Barnhart, fourth, um, which again is a really similar trend when you look across the strength events this year, um, moving on to the, the barbell complex, uh, that we saw at semifinals, um, uh, with the athletes competing, same top four, Danny Spiegel first, Kara Saunders second, Laura Horvath third, Amanda Barnhart fourth. Um, so there, moving over to the Capitol, um, also took a look, look at kind of the odd object events that we see since there was a bunch of that last year with farmer carries and such and sandbag carries at Rogue. Um, and we see there the Capitol, Megala was first, Horvath second, uh, Daniel Brandon, sixth, Amanda Barnhart, seventh. Again, so very similar names. Um, Miguel was actually sixth in the, 
the field for the total and fifth for the barbell complex. So again, she's right up there. Sandbag clean, Spiegel first, Dahlstrom second, Horvath third, Barnhart fourth. Um, again, three of the four names there again. Um, had the shuttle to overhead max jerks, which again, there's a, kind of the, the sprint and then the lift. But again, Brandon first, Emma Lawson second, Garns, or sorry, Brandon was second overall. Lawson was fourth, Garns fifth, Megalis sixth. So again, um, similar, similar names. And then the back nine, which was the yoke, heavy front squats, heavy deadlifts. Again, similar names. Horvath, Barnhart, Miguel, Spiegel were the top from the, the rogue field there. So when picking a team, you know, looking at Horvath, she's probably the one that stands out to me. She's been on the podium for the last two games and at rogue last year. Or I guess she was fourth at rogue last year. Um, you know, she seems to be standout, kind of reinforces why she's on my fantasy team, but Again, with the the emphasis on strength, seeing those names at the top regularly um, makes me think that they're probably they're probably up there in terms of um, people to watch at at Rogue. Yeah, those are definitely yeah, those are definitely names that would be in the top section of the women's leaderboard for sure. Okay. I guess then you know switching over to the men, I think there's. This one kind of jumps around a bit more depending on the events itself. But um, one name to look out for is Jack Farlow. Uh, so, and he's, you know, I can't remember he finished in eighth or so at Atlas Games. But uh, looking at, you know, the other total, um, Chandler Smith first, Farlow second, Hopper and Jorge Fernandez. So out of the, the top four finishers in that event, from the road field, three of them were qualifiers. So that's kind of interesting to see that perspective just might shake things up from what we would normally see if there is that emphasis on the strength or weightlifting components of the event. On the uh, barbell complex from semifinals, again, Jack Farlow was tops um, in terms of the road field. Nick Matthew, Medeiros, Krennikov, Adler over to the, the capital. You got Ricky Girard, who ended up winning that event. Krennikov was second. Uh, Sam Quant, Jason Hopper, and then Adler were the top five finishers from this rogue field. Sandbag, obviously you got Nick Matthew, um, who was the first there. Jason Hopper, Medeiros, and then Saxon Panchik. Uh, shuttle to overhead, the Max Jerks. Jeff Adler, Saxon, Ricky Girard, Hopper, Medeiros. Uh, and then the back nine here. Adler, Medeiros, Quant, Grenikov, uh, and Valner. So, again, like it, there is a bit more of a mix than we saw from the women's field there. But, again, there's – the same names are up there. You got you – know, Adler had a couple event wins in those events at the games. Um, he's a common name. Quant's up there. Hopper's up there a bunch. So, um, probably some people that do have – some higher potential at Rogue compared to how they finished the games, especially Adler and Hopper. Um, I think they were, you know, fifth and seventh um, or sixth and eighth respectively. So um, interesting to see those kind of common names uh, up there consistently. Yeah. Like some of them aren't surprising, but then yeah, to see Adler so consistently and Hopper so consistently up there, like they're strong guys. They do make sense to be up there for sure. Yeah. So, 
then yeah, also excited to see those the qualifiers out there. I know we talked about it last week with you know Chandler kind of hopefully on his redemption tour, but then also Jack Farlow in there. Um, it's kind of a the younger guy who probably you know stir things up a bit just given his um, ability to lift things. So yeah, it'll like it's kind of exciting that there's. Um like a younger athlete on both sides with Olivia Kerstetter on the women's and Jack Farlow on the men's to like, they miss the games like Olivia Kerstetter just stayed in her age group, but they miss the games. So we don't get to see them kind of throw down until they do make the games. So I'm really excited that they made it to ropes and we can see like earlier in their career, maybe before they can actually make the games, how they actually stack up and how they can improve. So yeah, I think it'll be fun to watch both those. Yeah, definitely. All right, so I think that is it for today for Fantasy. Just trying to get excited for Rogue. Our games are live. Log on at fantasyfitnessing.com. It's all free to play. If you want to make it more fun, get some buddies together, create a league, get some skin in the game. And yeah, anything else, Dave? No, that's about it. I think we'll... We'll lock down before the first event, I think, on whatever Friday is, 28th, 29th. Um, um, the 28th. Yeah. So once we have a better idea of the of the schedule there, um, we'll shut things down before the first event and then um, update the leaderboard as the results come in. So uh, definitely looking forward to some live CrossFit action. Yeah. It's going to be good. All right. Sounds good. Will you guys take care and we'll see you on the leaderboard.